What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the State of Demand Gen podcast. This is your host, Chris Walker. We are about to try a little bit of a different format. We're calling it Back to Basics, covering, um, taking a step back and covering a little bit more basic marketing principles. And so uh, I hope you enjoy it. We're about to dive in right now. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so the, the general topic is paid social. Um, so I'm just going to ask you very like basic beginner questions and then try to explain them to me. Like I don't have your level of expertise because I do not. <laughs> um, okay. Question one, what is the overall goal or benefit of running ads on paid social as opposed to other um, marketing channels like email or organic content on LinkedIn, um, trade shows, direct mail, et cetera? The benefit of using media on paid social channels is a couple of reasons. One, it's the primary way that people get information today, whether it's in B2C or B2B. And I know people are going to be like, oh, my customers don't use that. But if you just look at the data, your customers use it. And so given if you look at the total total platform breakdown between YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, it covers the entire spectrum of B2B buyers that are there. And if you have the right resources and the right tools and the right strategy, you can go out and target them. And so unlike email where email, you need their email address, the reach is limited. You can only, you only can send an email if you know where they are and you have their information on paid social. I can go in and say, I want to target every sales operations director, enter, go in the United States between this age with this much experience. And so because of the, the detailed level of targeting paired with the idea that this is where people spend hours of their time each day consuming information. And now after that, it is our job to put the right information in front of them in those platforms. Now where people get it wrong on paid social is they only think about it as transactional lead gen. It is the number one mistake inside of paid social channels outside of YouTube. And so in other paid social channels, the only way that they'll put $50 in is that they can go and report back to their CFO that they got two leads for $25 each. And when you do it that way, what you would find is that those quote unquote leads don't actually become customers because they're not there to buy your SaaS tool. They're, they are there to discover, learn something new, connect with people and different things like that. And so um, the way that we've been using paid social is to distribute information, which teaches people things that helps them understand the benefits of the product, potentially helps them understand the problems that they illuminate problems that they may not be aware that they had demonstrate social proof of other customers that have had success with the product and what that looks like. And so those are some of the ways that we, we use it, but the benefit here is that there's a lot of attention there from your customers and you need to find a way to be there too. And you have two options when you want to find a way to be there, you can go organic, which is going to take a long time. It's sort of in a different way, like email, the reach becomes the issue. Like you're, it's not targeted. It's just the people that follow you. And when you use paid, you can essentially guarantee delivery to the people that you want, which is why one of the main reasons why we use it. So how do you decide which platform you're going to run paid ads on for each customer, for each type of company? Yeah. So, so a couple of good starting points are one, who's the audience? 
right? So understanding who you're going after paired with what is the pro the product that we're trying to sell? I think those are the two main levers that I look at first. If you're selling a product that is $300 a month, it is unlikely that LinkedIn is ever going to work for you. And so the cutoff that I use on LinkedIn is around 15 or $20,000 a year before you would think about that, that channel being in a real option for scalability because it's dramatically more expensive than other platforms. And so cost of the product can eliminate LinkedIn. Um, and then who you're going after inside of some targeting audiences inside of Facebook and Instagram, if you don't use a tool like Clearbit or metadata to improve the targeting on those channels, you're not going to be able to reach the people that you want. And so sometimes on Facebook and Instagram, without that tool, if you're going after companies that work, you know, uh, CFOs that only work at financial services that are between 200 and a thousand employees, then Facebook probably isn't going to be able to get the job done. LinkedIn might be a better option for you. Um, and so that's sort of the way, but in general, for companies that are selling products that are a little bit more expensive, let's say 20K plus, the answer is both. The answer, the answer is all of them. And then figuring out what, what budget allocation belongs there, what content need, at, needs to be put in there at what cadence. So how often do you need to refresh creative? How are you going to get data to decide what to do next? Um, how are you going to measure it? And so those become more of the questions after that. But I, I do believe that for a company selling a product more than 20K, the answer is, is all of them. It's just depending on how much you spend on each. Got it. Um, so when does it make sense for a company to run paid ads versus just going organic or like, how would you recommend a company does both paid and organic and have them work alongside each other? Yeah. So again, the answer, the answer is both here. And when I say when, who I'm talking to is mainly product-based VC backed software as a service companies. Right. And so the answer is both leaning heavier on paid in the short term, because you're going to guarantee delivery to your buyers and then building organic in the long term, which then will can overtake it and start to drive more results long term. Organic takes more time. It also takes more effort and it takes more talent, which is why a lot of companies don't do it. Um, at least they don't do it in a way that's highly effective because it really does take a lot in order to make an organic channel work. And a lot of companies aren't willing to put in the resources and talent and time required in order to do that. Um, and so when you think about doing both, um, I think it's more of how it's time sequenced as well as who you're going after. Right. So I think that there is always a place for paid in no matter how good your organic channels are working, um, for a couple of different reasons, you can go more narrow on LinkedIn and you could run like going after a specific type of company in your quote, in your real ABM type of campaign, you can go after right after those companies people in the company. If you have good top of funnel content or you have good detailed content about their business, you can just direct that directly to all of their employees through paid ads, which you'll never get that type of awareness on organic. However, in organic, I'll give you an example. Like we tear down um, companies demand gen strategies, and then we mention it on the podcast. And I would guess that somebody knows somebody that works at that company and they're going to forward that podcast to somebody that works at that company and they're going to see the podcast or they're going to see the, the content too. And so there's different ways to get the, the job done. I think the difference is in speed and guaranteeing of delivery of paid, which makes it attractive. And then it's just deciding how you're going to use it based on, you know, your business objective and what, and what else is happening. Okay. Um, so I understand that based on the, 
objective, the campaigns are typically structured differently and have different CTAs and different conversion points. Um, so what are the different types of campaigns that can be run on paid social, whether or not you recommend them? And if you don't recommend them, why not? Yeah. So like I mentioned at the beginning, what most companies will run is a lead gen ad or a link click ad to a landing page that gets measured on how many leads they get. And that's what they'll do on paid social, because like I said, it's a dollars in dollars out black and white CFO spreadsheet equation without looking at anything beyond cost per lead, which is sad because if you did, you would realize that it's not that effective. Um, but those are what, those are the main things that B2B companies are going to do because of how the metrics restrict them and how they operate on these channels. And so aside from that, there are essentially two other ways to, uh, to, bid based on objective. So the first one is bidding based on, um, impressions. So overall awareness, we've actually, we've been testing it on LinkedIn to drive CPMs down because LinkedIn CPMs are very expensive. And so we'll be able to get back to you on more for that. We've historically run link click ads. The differences in CPMs between those two objectives are very high. And so stay tuned for results. Would probably take us a month to get enough data on demos to, um, to report back. And then the other one would be like a, a traffic ad. So I want to drive someone to a landing page. And then after that, it, it's deciding on how are you going to measure the success of it? Are you going to measure it on cost per click? Are you going to measure it on engagement on the page? How long they stayed? how far they scrolled, or are you going to measure it solely on the conversion? And so those are the three kind of like, you know, direct lead gen traffic or link click, and then overall awareness. And I'm talking right now about in feed or in story ads where people already go, not the LinkedIn DM, not the banner ads on the audience network that nobody sees or clicks on. So. Okay. Um, what are the best practices in regards to like the actual graphic, um, graphic design or creative and copywriting for, um, the different types of campaigns. Is there anything that you wouldn't recommend and anything that you would particularly? The short answer is to test and let the audience tell you. <clears throat> and so, um, a lot of people, will only put out one piece of creative because their team got together and said, these 12 aren't good. They decided in their meeting room that these 12 weren't good and that this one was the best one, as opposed to just running all 13 and deciding which one worked. Um, and so I definitely lean on testing because you find things that you didn't expect and you get more at bats in terms of the creative to learn. And it's not, it doesn't take a lot of money to figure this stuff out 50, hundred dollars to see how the people are engaging. And that insight is worth more than the 50 or hundred dollars in my view. And so I recommend testing overall. One thing that we've been doing recently that will go against almost anything that a B2B company wants to do, despite the fact that it in our data is a lot more effective, is the idea of being able to tell a full story in the graphic design and the ad copy without needing someone to ever click on it which is a real tough pill to swallow for all our performance marketers and CFOs out there. 
but we're seeing really great results in copywriting and, and talking about a feature or something about the product and the value that's driven through the impression of somebody just seeing the ad on Instagram or seeing the ad on LinkedIn. And then later going back on a desktop computer and asking for a demo within the seven day attribution window. Um, and that insight to us has completely shifted our advertising strategy. And I've been seeing this for five years. We just have a lot more data and tracking in order to really come at it and improve it. I've been seeing this exact effect. Spend more on Facebook, deliver more impressions, more people come or via organic search to ask for a demo. Um, and now it's very clear as to, as to what's happening because we can track it. And so that's that same exact effect that I mentioned on Facebook that I saw in 2016 marketing to emergency medicine physicians is happening today. When we market to CFOs, directors of sales, marketing managers, CMOs, you know, construction project managers, CISOs. And so this is not a diff one buyer or another is doing something differently. This is happening across a wide spectrum of buyers at varying seniority levels in B2B that we see because we have a broad view. We have 20 customers that sell the different personas and verticals. Well, what about content? Like what type of content is best suited for running paid ads? Like <laughs> SEO blog content, case studies, et cetera. And then what about like audio and video content? If your strongest content isn't in a written form, what would you recommend? Yeah. So, um, SEO blog content is not going to get the job done. SEO is a form of distribution, um, to a long form blog that is, that is long form for a reason because you need it to be long form in order to rank it needs to be a certain type of format that is not, it's built more to get ranking in search engines than to actually help somebody. And so I highly recommend not running SEO content inside of paid social. The difference between SEO and paid social is in SEO, someone is searching. I need to figure out how to do this enter. And then you, they get the blog and they're on a desktop computer, most likely, and then they read it and then they leave on paid social. They're browsing through looking at, you know, someone that's in the gym and someone that their friend is on vacation. They're not there looking to figure out whatever you're trying to put there for them. And so when I, if you acknowledge that thing that they're not there to do that, then what I found to work best is to frame it up like news in a way that is short form written that can be consumed in less than three minutes. So somebody gets the message. And so that could be a case study and you could position that as news, blah, 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 company achieves blah, blah, blah result with our product. And somebody might find that interesting and they might read the four paragraph blog that takes them two and a half minutes while they're on the train. And so that could happen. Um, another one that I like is highlighting an industry report statistic. That industry report statistic is directly um, attached to a pain point that your product solves 63, you know, Forrester study finds 63% of CISOs are concerned about this. And then you just report on that. And by the way, your product solves that. And it's not a, in, in the blog. It is not a sales pitch. It is not 63% of CISOs are do, delivering this. Everyone should use our product by now, by now, by now. That's not how it is. So just teach someone something then they become aware of the problem and then you can keep marketing to them and move them through that journey. And so, um, those two work really have worked really well. We've had success with video content. 
um, video content, knowing that a lot of companies won't do this because it's going to be difficult to measure in the way that they want to measure it. Cause if you're running video content, like you could run a product demo, let me know, <laughs> let me know how that goes on your, you know, cost per lead numbers. Cause it's not going to be good. So you could run a product demo. If that's probably the only one that you could do, you could run a case study video that's highly produced, which I've seen companies do. And we've done it before as well. So you can do those things. Um, one of the things that I found to be effective is to run content, almost like the content that I put out on LinkedIn via paid. And so essentially using the strategies that we talked about before, which is that if you use paid, you could guarantee delivery of content to the people that you're going after. And if the content is good and it's already been validated organic and organically, then you could go out and target people exactly that you wanted to see it afterwards with that video. And so that one would be the one that I recommend. Now, when you go to video on paid social, you need to recognize the dynamics of what social was all about. And so 99% of impressions on Facebook and Instagram are going to happen on a mobile device. And on a mobile device, it's vertical. It's not landscape. And so a lot of companies will produce 16 by nine videos and then put that 16 by nine video inside of one of those platforms, which is not formatted contextually for the, the, the screen size. And so thinking about square or vertical video to take up more of the screen and actually get that attention has been wildly successful for us. And so a, a little um, intermediate advanced trick there is to make sure your videos are formatted at minimum square for Facebook and Instagram. Could you now explain to me how you go about building audiences in both Facebook and LinkedIn? LinkedIn is really clear cut. You got all the stuff that you need. And so um, we'll start there. Target by geography, which you know, which countries do you want to hit? If you're going to hit 20 countries, I recommend breaking them into smaller segments. So you can actually know what's going on. And so normally we'll have a North America audience that is us and Canada. And then if we wanted to do one in EMEA, we might have UK and Ireland split into one. And then we would have other countries, depending on the language, what languages are running, we'd have those broken out into separate campaigns. And so geography, um, add the language in there just to make sure if you're, you know, writing in English, make sure that the people that you're going to target also speak English. And so, um, you know, put the language in there and then for mainly B2B, the, the best targeting that I found is a combination of company firmographics, most likely company size, and then perhaps industry paired with job title. And so a lot of other, you know, I've, we've run this before. I've inherited LinkedIn ad accounts that have, go in a different direction, which is no company firmographics and then industry plus seniority only. So like, I want to give this to, to anyone that's a manager, director, VP, or CXO in financial services companies, which is too broad, um, too broad for almost every product. And so, um, my, the best thing that I found company firmographics, um, at least company size, but perhaps company size and industry, as well as a, as a detailed list of job titles that you're going after, um, and then add exclusions afterwards. So we exclude the actual employees of the companies that we're advertising for their competitors, our company, 
a customer list potentially. And so you can think about if there's exclusions that you want to have on LinkedIn, it's very clear to do that. Um, and then lastly on LinkedIn, if you're, if you're drinking the ABM Kool-Aid, you can put together an exact account list and you can target those exact companies. And so those are some LinkedIn's quite simple inside of Facebook. Like I alluded to at the beginning, there's certain types. Like if you want to just do that, that I laid out 200 employees and above at, in this industry with these job titles on Facebook, it's not going to work because you're not going to be able to get that level of data inside of the audience. And so number one on Facebook and Instagram, my recommendation is retargeting. And so retargeting, build that audience up. Don't spend a lot of money on it, but I, I execute our retargeting mainly on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, not on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is dramatically more expensive to do the exact same thing. And so only cold on LinkedIn. And then when you're on Facebook and Instagram, if you're not able to get to the people because of the example that I laid out, you're going to need another tool in order to do it. And like I've mentioned before, the only reason to buy a tool like that is if you are prepared to spend 25, 50 or a hundred thousand dollars or more a month on Facebook and Instagram ads and most B2B companies aren't. And so, um, if you don't, if you, if you don't buy into that, which is why a lot of companies don't run Facebook and Instagram ads, despite the fact that it is by far our best performing channel and we spend millions of dollars a month on it, um, that a lot of companies don't spend there because they don't believe in it. They're not committed to it at a level where, where they're ready to invest and they're not ready to invest in a tool because they're not committed. What about retargeting and lookalike audiences? What are your thoughts on this? Lookalike audiences are um, really dependent on the total addressable market and who you're going after and what your conversion point is. <laughs> And so companies that are running freemium self-serve enter your email address and build an account and we'll shove you through our product led email flow until you maybe sign up or most likely just fall out of the flow. Companies that are in that methodology are going to spend a lot of money on lookalikes and drive people through that form. And they might be able to make the math work and they might not. Um, for companies that are sales led that are driving someone with either a lead ad or a um, move to a landing page that says, get a demo where a actual person is going to need to follow up with that lead. You're going to drive a ton of garbage through your form. And so it's up to you, whether you want to have your, your people, whether it's an AE or an SDR sorting through that garbage. Um, and so that's why a lot of companies or yeah, that's why a lot of companies don't use Facebook and Instagram is because they'll do just that. They'll take a website, last 90 day visitors build a lookalike audience. That's 2.3 million people off of it and then run it, <laughs> automate it to optimize for the objective of a conversion for their hundred K B2B, you know, SaaS tool. And you're just going to, the algorithm is going to optimize for a ton of garbage and you're going to spend $2,000 and your SDR is going to be like, these people suck. And you're like, I guess Facebook doesn't work. That's what you're going to do. And so you need to change how you use it. Now, on lookalikes, sales-led, large, total addressable market, if you have a good core audience, then you can run lookalikes. And we're experimenting with it right now for more scale. And so what we'll do is we'll take a 300-person metadata audience that we've been running for a couple months that we have watched 30 to 100 demo conversions come through that audience that are the right exact ideal buyer at the right types of companies. And then we will build a lookalike after that off of that core audience, which is going to be much higher quality than a website retargeting 
uh, base for a lookalike. And then we're going to test and run it and understand whether it's driving demos or things like that at the, at the cost that we want, knowing that when you build a lookalike in B2B, you're going to run inefficiently, but Facebook is, an, is a very inexpensive platform relative to others. And so you deal with the inefficiencies. Awesome. Okay. We're going to switch gears. I'm going to give you a fictitious scenario and take what info you want and then let me know what you think. Um, so how would you advise marketing team to up their game specifically on paid social given the following information? Um, running 25K a month solely on LinkedIn paid ads. Primary objective, lead gen. Their ads are very clickbaity. Um, eye-catching copy on the graphic itself and then in the copy as well. And then it leads to multi-step form either on LinkedIn or a lander, but there's no actual content. <laughs> the leads suck. And like you just mentioned, the SDRs don't even want to follow up with them because they see that the lead source is LinkedIn and they know that they're garbage. Um, the company has a ton of content optimized on their blog for SEO. Um, maybe one industry white paper a quarter and they generate about eight, eight case studies a year. And then the only other channels that they're currently employing are virtual trade shows and direct mail. And they have a heavy outbound sales engine. Cool. So you, you bypassed a couple of steps for me because the like they know that the leads are bad. And so the first step here, if you're trying to stop doing this, which a lot of companies probably are because they're getting the same result when they do this is to look at what's actually happening from a, a, a cost standpoint in these, I get that you're getting $50 conversions on LinkedIn, but try and quantify cost per cost per qualified opportunity and customer acquisition cost, And it's going to be through the roof. And so if you need to present to executives, a reason why not to do this, it's very clear, go into your CRM, look at all the leads that were created, look at how many opportunities were created, divide that by how much money that you spent and go and figure that out. And it's not going to be good. I've looked at enough companies to know this is bad. And so, um, it looks like that part is already done. Step two, if not already, but I feel it very important to actually go through this is you need to, you need to go and talk to people. You need to go and talk to customers, whether that's in person or, you know, dropping in, in one of a community that they take a part in and look at what they're talking about and just try and learn. A lot of marketers make the mistake of just trying to shove their, whatever they want into an ad when people don't actually want it. And so figuring out what are the things that people actually want to learn and how does that, how do those things fit in with what we're trying to accomplish and then work from there? Um, at 25 K a month, I don't, and I don't have a much detail on the target audience. And so I think that the right objective is to, is to continue using LinkedIn. Um, you can run retargeting on Facebook. You're going to need a small budget for that. I would guess one K one, two K a month on, on Facebook and Instagram that way cover feed and story. None of the other garbage placements that Facebook turns on by default. Um, keep going on LinkedIn, but change your strategy completely. Um, and so get off of lead gen, move to awareness based campaigns, uh, bidding or target with, uh, optimized CPM. And so that'll get your CPMs down to like $35 perhaps, and then run a combination of product marketing and case studies. And you might have to, you might have to narrow in your audience even more in order to keep the budget at a place where you want. 
and then know that your lead volume and your lead costs are going to go up, but your conversion rates are going to get way better. And it makes way, makes way more sense from a business perspective to do it this way. And so instead of spending $50 leads for leads that never become customers, you might have to spend 500 to a thousand dollars a lead for leads that convert at five to 10% to customers. And so a lot more, uh, lower volume, higher efficiency, just an overall better use of the channel. And then I, if you're not already, I'd recommend looking at, um, at looking at paid search as well. And if you have a good video, perhaps running uh, YouTube retargeting with a strong product marketing video. What else do you commonly see companies doing wrong on paid social other than the dollar in dollar out lead gen mentality? And what would you do to augment their strategy? Yeah. So the, uh, the lead gen, like you can't find a lot of more things that they're doing wrong because they can't do anything else. You know what I mean? The lead gen, uh, forces them to be handcuffed to only one thing. And so, um, that's the main thing. And until that barrier gets broken down, which it's not getting broken down at very many companies right now, there's not a lot else to go wrong, but I will mention a couple of things. I watch huge companies, massive, raised a ton of money, billion dollar organizations run the same piece of creative for three months in a row on Facebook or LinkedIn. It doesn't really matter the channel disrespecting the idea that once I've seen that piece of creative 30 times, I'm annoyed by it. No, it's not helping me anymore. And so companies just literally take one piece of creative, say, we're going to spend $300,000 on LinkedIn and just hit enter and then just let it run until the money's out, not even look at whether or not it's performing to their objectives. And so, um, not respecting how important creative is in the overall success of an ad campaign, um, I think is a huge one. So more variations, um, monitor the frequency of how many times people have seen the ads. And then if the frequency gets too high, as in I would, we cut most off at three and a half to four. Um, if the frequency gets too high, know that you have to switch the creative, know that when you run 10 pieces of creative, you're going to have a ton of insights about messaging or design or things like that, that help you get better long-term at de developing more creative. Um, I think that that's probably the main one. And then just like, I think there's a, there's a balance in two different directions here. There's like two opposite streams going one come a lot of companies suck at targeting completely and go way too broad. So like I said, we only want, we're going to go, we're selling to a very small subset of marketing managers in one industry. And we're going to go to Facebook and say, we're going to target marketing managers and then waste you know, tens of thousands of dollars targeting marketing managers that would never buy their product or on LinkedIn targeting by industry. I've watched companies waste hundreds of thousands of dollars targeting by industry and seniority on LinkedIn only and hit tons of people that would never be capable of buying their product and don't work at companies that ever could. And so going too broad on targeting is another mistake. And then the last one for the people drinking the ABM Kool-Aid is going too narrow on targeting. And just running ads to your top 50 enterprise wish list accounts that are so far away from ever becoming your customer. But you think that because you're going to run ads to these, you know, 10,000 employee plus accounts that all of a sudden your outbound is going to work better. And so, and then when you only advertise those companies, every other company out there is not thinking about you and you're missing a big opportunity. And so bad strategy, lead gen only not respecting creative and shitty targeting. <laughs>
Cool. <laughs> um, awesome. So when a campaign is running, what metrics are you looking at and what are you ignoring in both LinkedIn and Facebook? And I'm assuming it depends on the type of campaign, but could you go through that? Yeah. I mean, all, all our campaigns are based on delivering information to somebody and then measuring it at a lot of different levels, measuring it at the engagement level. How much is it costing them to click on it? How long are they spending on the page? But most importantly, is it driving demos that we want? And so the first thing when I go in and you have six different campaigns running that are most likely content or product marketing campaigns that are going after a, you know, inside of that, there's at least four different ad groups at different audiences inside of each campaign. And you're going to go at the campaign level and say, how many demos is each one of these driving? So first thing that I care about before I care about cost per click or anything, I don't care if there's a $15 cost per click, if I got nine demos for 30 bucks, you know what I mean? And so how many demos is it driving? And then map that against the spend. How much is it costing us to get a demo? Is that in line with, based on our funnel metrics, is that in line with something that we're going to be able to accept for a customer acquisition cost or a cost per SQO? Yes or no? Figure out which ones are driving demos at an acceptable cost and then get into the ad level and say, okay, which audiences are driving these? Okay. Then you look at the audiences. Okay. These two audiences, like this cold audience and this ABM audience are the ones that are driving the demos. And then I'm going to go in and look at the frequency inside of those ad groups. So how often have these people seen the ads, AKA how much more runway do I have before these ads start to collapse in terms of return on investment? And most, most likely you're going to see three or four. And then I'm going to go from the ad group of each individual one. And I'm going to go into the ads. I'm going to look. And ideally, if you respect creative, you're going to have six different creative options in there. And so I'm going to go into each creative option and I'm going to look at the, at the frequency of the creative. And when the frequency of the creative is getting at, you know, two and a half, three, three and a half, I'm going to shut that one off and a different version is going to start to pick up the slack. Um, and so that's a really short answer of how I go through. And then I'm looking like broadly at what is the cost per click? What are the click through rates? Is this in line with what we've seen historically for these audiences? How is it comparing to other channels? I'm not looking at benchmark data between, you know, the industry standard cost per click on Facebook ads is 0.5%. That is not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at how does this compare to previous campaigns that we ran for this company to this audience? The only benchmark that you should have is you should have one against yourself and then knowing what good should be. And so I, I move people away from looking at industry benchmarks. The only reason to strive to hit industry benchmarks is if you'd like to be average, because that's what a benchmark is. Well, I know there's a lot more that we could talk about, and it's kind of hard without actually being inside of um, Facebook or LinkedIn and looking at um, data and metrics and everything. But is there anything else that you'd like to discuss that you think is important to know both um, for the individuals who are actually in the weeds running these campaigns and then also for the directors, the VPs, the CMOs who are overseeing the strategy? So I think people just need to uh, to think a little bit about what is going on in these channels and how else companies are spending money to get this done. I get that you're pumped to send a gift card via, you know, or a, a wine basket via Sendoso for 70 bucks to somebody, but you can literally give someone an ad just like it is direct mail when positioned right for one cent in Facebook 
and eight cents in LinkedIn. And so, and I know that you're pumped to do a trade show where you're going to have a hundred, you're going to spend a hundred grand. You're going to have a hundred conversations at at your trade show booth. And you could get the exact same done for thing done for way cheaper somewhere in a different way, like paid social. And I know that you're pumped to have your, you know, 12 person group of SDRs that are calling people and barely reaching people and sending people spam emails that nobody likes. And meanwhile, you could get the exact same thing done on paid social. And so what I'm trying to get people to understand is just comparing. It's just like, look at all of the other things that you're doing to try and accomplish the same thing. Meanwhile, you and you're measuring those or you I I actually don't think companies measure it. A lot of those things very well, at least don't scrutinize the the ROI enough. And then we come over to paid social and they're like, oh, we spent five grand on Facebook. What, what was the ROI of that right now, right now, right now? And they don't even look at the other things that have really poor ROI. And so I just find that um, fascinating. And hopefully as I continue to talk more about it, um, more companies will look and make those comparisons because when you do, you're going to find some stuff that's really interesting. I've been doing it for five years, see the same stuff every time and just want to push people to consider that. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's all the questions I have for today, but hopefully we can do another one of these in the future. Cool. cool everyone. This was, this was our, I maybe first, if not just don't call me yet, maybe our first episode of back to basics. And so if you like this, uh, shoot us an email at DGL as in demand gen live DGL at refinelabs.com. Would love to hear your feedback. Would love to know whether uh, we should continue doing some more of this. And so with that, hope to hear from you. Hope you found it helpful and see you soon. Thank you.